And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's having a good day or everybody's having a good start to the week or whatever day you're listening to this show on. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you today. I can't believe the season starts this week. Finally, we're here. Uh, you know, we, we got a special show lined up today. We got uh, my crossover that I did with uh, the guys from the Lockdown Red Wings show. Always a great time with those two. Uh, but before we get into that, just a little reminder that today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best protein bar ever in the world of all time in the universe or any other existing realities out there. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But yeah, uh, super excited to be uh, really to have done that crossover with the guys from the Locked On Red Wings show. Uh, just previewing uh, the the season, you know, being in the same division for the first time. It's really of uh, a, a get-to-know-your-opponent uh, kind of segment. And, and, you know, we preview the whole uh, division as well. So here's my talk with the guys from Locked On Red Wings. All right, at this time, we now welcome on our friend from the Locked On Lightning podcast. He is Adam Denker, recent Stanley Cup champion. How's it going? What's up, boys? How you doing? Uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to say this after the finals, but, you know, it feels good to be a winner. Um, you know, I, I feel like to a certain extent, especially through the roller coaster playoffs, that I feel like I should have gotten a ring throughout this whole process. But uh, unfortunately, the 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 Lightning have not re- responded to any of my emails yet. So we're still waiting on that <laughs> ring. But uh, how you guys doing? How was your holidays? It's a, it's a pandemic time. I'm sure it's just taking a little longer to ship. I know a lot of companies have been saying that that's, you know, kind of been an issue. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see, uh, if, if, if Amazon could, could give me, uh, you know, six to 10 days shipping price, and then I still haven't got it. And it's five months later, I think I'll, I'll let it slide. So let me, let me not twist the knife for just a second, <laughs> but ask a question. Uh, is it a lot sweeter because of the fact that you had such a rough exit at the year before getting swept by Columbus out of the first round? Uh, I think it was more so, I mean, I, I think every Lightning fan could agree. Once the team got over the whole Columbus Blue Jackets debacle after beating them, especially if that game one roller coaster that everybody went through, I think that was no longer times. the thing. Yeah, I think that was the, the main focus from that point on was let, let's just finish the job. Let's just get the job done. Let's just get to the next series. And uh, I have to admit, you know, uh, even though, yes, I, I, I did grow up a Ranger fan and I have become uh, a little bit more uh, entangled, if you want to use the Jada Pinkett Smith terminology for it, uh, with this Lightning Jada team. Pinkett Smith terminology. <laughs> uh, I've become more, you know, entangled with this team and, you know, really started to like them. Uh, the one series that really kind of got me nervous was the Islander series because we saw it with their previous series with the Flyers, how they came back and won that. And, and it, it kind of, you, you were kind of expecting the lightning to collapse in this situation, but uh, for them to really overcome that 
and then once get to the finals i think like really uh we were they were playing with house money at that point i think there was really no other team obviously the stars had to beat them but it, you i think you would have put any other team out there on the ice other than the stars and they were still coming out on top I agree. And I, I think the only thing that made me nervous was the fact that it was the stars in the Stanley cup final. And they had such a magical run behind their goaltender. And I mean, like we, we've seen that a lot of times before when a goalie carries his team only to the to Stanley cup, but we've seen it a lot of times as well, where he finishes off the job. So I thought this makes me a little nervous because I was rooting for you guys. Uh, I think a I lot of people were. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very much like a Dodgers thing where you're just like, just go get your cup, man. Like you deserve it. There, there are guys on there that I think deserve uh, to win a Stanley cup, most notably being Steven Stamkos. Uh, and what a moment, what a, what a series game for him. I, I still can't believe how that all went down with him coming in for a period. Was it? And he scored on his only shot or something like that. Like, yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you boys heard the the story behind that whole shot and what happened during it. So when he picked up the puck uh, around the slot and skated in and took the shot, uh, if you remember correctly, uh, re- the reason why he ended his season before him, before the whole postponement was because he tore a muscle in his abdomen. So apparently on that play, according to, you know, everything I, I'm sure you can find online, but really what happened was he, the he retore the muscle and it extended further all the way down to his groin so basically oh. he was skating on one leg at that point and to do oh. to take that shot from that angle too was insane and i feel like at that point um i have of, chills right now yeah a lot of hockey fans uh i feel like just knew that destiny was kind of on tampa's side at that point that was the goal. That was yeah, the goal. That, that was really, you know, even though the series ended technically in six, I think that the series really ended in three after that. And really going into that series, and and like you said, you know, um, it, it was going to be tough because Stars were on such a magical run. The thing that really I, I kept saying to myself and kept telling my listeners was that really only there's only two guys that need to beat the, the lightning and that's Kadobin and Ben, because really at that point in time, Tyler Sagan was a non-factor. Uh, yeah. yeah. You had, well, he, to, you he had, had those... he had uh what was it like uh, a dismembered upper body, that, something like that. Yeah. I think that uh, was his official injury. Just completely <laughs> dismembered. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think at one point between periods, they were taking him and putting him into a body cast. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's like that uh, the SpongeBob uh, episode where he's like, every morning I wake up, take my first breath, and break every bone in my body. Basically, he's just like yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> he's just Samuel L. Jackson and Mr. Glass. Um, but no, it, it was it really at that point because like you can't expect all those young players um, on Dallas to really win a cup for you. Yeah, uh, especially. I agree especially against the the cast of veterans that the lightning have, even though they are young, there still have been, if they've, they've been around the league for a couple of years now, so they know how to kind of handle themselves a little more, but yeah. Um, I think, I, I think everybody could agree though. They can never do a bubble playoff again, ever again, just oh. the, the mental ass and emotional toll that this took on the players. I mean, they absolutely lost their minds in the parade afterwards, <laughs> but I mean, you could tell these guys were exhausted. Yeah. And, and I, and that's what I kind of felt like, you know, just, hey, listen, you know, I, I and I told Lightning fans, listen, like, if they don't win a cup for maybe a couple more years, more years now, that's fine. But I mean, come on, they, this was the hardest, it was the only time where I agreed with Gary Bettman saying this was the most difficult cup that has ever been won in the history <laughs> of the league. But 
Yeah. No, I think this, that was the first time we were actually giving Gary Bettman props just for the way that whole situation was handled. Yeah, um, they, they did a fantastic job. I mean, zero COVID tests uh, and, and all that. But, uh, I mean, it was one of those things where I still think the league, to hold to tradition, really should have maybe had the, the, the booing on on tape just for i, the, I don't i can't believe effect. they didn't do that because they they like <laughs> soft leaked it so that like it, i remember like during the first round like there was a rumor going around they were going to do that and i was like what a squid move to like put that out ahead of time like it would be so funny if nobody mentioned it and then he walked out and they just did it but no they leaked it or there was a rumor going around beforehand and then they didn't do it that was very disappointing to me well, I mean, you can't have everything in life, can you? <laughs> <laughs> but while we're on the topic of Gary Bettman, I mean, that was pretty much the end. That was the greatest two months of Gary Bettman's life. And then he completely belly flopped from there and, and just became a complete shit show of a commissioner again. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was God, talking with God bless him. I was talking with ESPN's Greg Wyshynski about that. And, you know, with first of all, it, it's not all on him that the, the owners didn't read the piece of paper. I think that, you know, these are these are 31 grown men who have made billions of dollars in their lives. They don't know how to read a memo. Um, and, but at the same time, uh, him kind of making that deal and rushing through it in in, the, in more of the interest of the players, uh, it, it kind of this might be the moment where we look back in the next couple of years where we say this might have been like the, the beginning of the end for the Barry, Gary Bettman era, because yeah. I, I don't think. I, th- I think the the trust level is very low now with the owners uh, going forward. So hopefully uh, uh, Gary doesn't have a lot of tough moments that he needs to navigate the league through. I think it, it, I, I think it like <laughs> the thing with Batman and uh, I just he needs to tell the owners to shut up and get over it. Like why doesn't he do that? Why does he like enable? them and i think that's i I, I didn't understand i mean yes granted yet he does technically work for the owners and it, it's probably not the best business decision to tell your boss to shut up but i think at the end of the day i think he really maybe needed to have like a conference call with him and say listen you guys need to sack up you, you made the bed just lay in it the next collective bargaining agreement a couple we'll f- months for yeah, a couple months yeah we'll figure it out well let's just let's just get pucks and sticks on on ice We'll worry about that. Let's get fans back in the seat. You'll make your money back. I, I, I and plus, even even like if they weren't so difficult, what if the what were the owners expecting that COVID was going to be done by July? Yeah, it, I think they were. Just just uh, that whole situation. I mean, we've we've railroaded on it uh, plenty enough. Let's just take a moment to talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Bet Online AG. Are you ready for the NFL playoffs? Well, they've already started, and it looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers were. Are not off to a good start as their playoffs are done. Uh, they're going home early, and I hope uh, for for those of you uh, listening to this, you didn't bet on the Steelers. But even if you did, I hope you bet online at the the exclusive betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, and that's Bet Online AG. Uh, we got the NHL playoff, uh, NHL regular season uh, this week. You could bet on futures. They got a lot of great odds going on. You know. It's not too late to put in your your futures pick for the Lightning to repeat this year, so go ahead and do that. And we also have the college football playoff uh, national championship tonight if you're listening to this on Monday. So go ahead, lock in your pick right now, and don't sit on the sidelines. So get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code when you sign up for a free account at uh, at BetOnline AG. 
uh, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And don't forget to go over to their social media. Uh, visit our good friends at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of all the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Hashtag betonline. But we do want to get into uh, today's Tampa Bay Lightning because they are looking like an absolute monster again. Uh, would you bet on them to win the Stanley Cup? I think they're a good bet. I think that they're as good as a bet as any if you're not going to put money on the on the, on the the Avalanche. I think the Avalanche are definitely the favorite. I mean, if I was going to put money on any team, I'd probably say your smartest money would go towards Colorado. But, I mean, I think – at the end of the day, yeah, I think why not Tampa? Because, yeah, we've seen in years past with injuries that players are supposedly out for the entire season, and then they they come back in six months or even five months and are ready to go by the playoffs. I mean, you never know. We don't know the severity of Kucherov's injury, and I, I assume that the, the surgery went well. So, and these guys are monsters in, in rehab. So we could very well see Kucherov maybe come back if the Lightning have a have a deep run. So. Why not? You're going to have a sort of a, a lesser fatigued team than what you're normally accustomed to. Vasilevsky's young. He's probably going to start in, I want to say, 40 to 45 games this year. Um, I think Coach Cooper showed that he's willing to play him and, and just play him until, you know, he can't get on the ice anymore. And I think the Lightning definitely have the team, the supporting cast, to really carry them that far until – um, really Kucherov comes back or maybe they hit their groove. But at the end of the day, it really count. It really depends on what Steven Stamkos is going to do. It, it's really a tough situation for them to really rely on a guy to be healthy who hasn't played 82 games since 2014. So it's, it, yeah, that's the one big question mark that I think other than their PK this year, because I, I mean, we're, we're anyone that watched the playoffs this year saw how many uh, penalties the lightning took. I think they took almost four, four on average per game. Uh, so really at the end of the day, if they could limit that along with puck management mistakes and just having Stamkos out there and, and playing like we all know he can, I, I see no reason as to why they're a good smart bet to win the cup. All right. Circling it back to segment two here at the lockdown Red Wings podcast. We're joined by Adam Denker from the lockdown lightning podcast. Before we get to what to expect from the lightning this season, I just want to take a moment to say thank Thank you. 2020 for mercifully being over even though 2021 hasn't gotten off to a hot start you know what i'm saying it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins if you're betting this season and want more wins listen to locked on bets with your boy q and lee sterling of paramount sports they're picking college basketball football and nba locks all winter long subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcasts adam you just talked about it before nikita kucherov we don't know how long he's going to be out do you really want him coming back this season? He kind of saved the situation down in Tampa Bay. Uh, walk us through the the cap hurdles that you guys had coming into this offseason and, and then how you got out of it, even though it's, it's pretty cut and dry. Well, I, 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 mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, at the end of the day, it was just the Lightning signing these ridiculous contracts. I'm a big proponent in eliminating the no-trade clause or maybe limiting it to – how the NFL system does it with franchise tags, maybe have a limited amount of players on that deal per team. I think it's getting out of control. I think if you look at the the lightnings roster right now, uh, probably I want to say maybe a little bit over 50% of the players have no trade clauses on this team, which is insane. I, is I that mean, a Steve Eisenman thing? 
I, I think your boy Stevie Y screwed the pooch on this because I, I think he, this was his little party, partying gift where, you know, now we're going to have to make that parking lot deal in trench coats to where we, we give you <laughs> one of our top players. But uh, I, I did talk about it a little bit on my show as this does present the very <laughs> unique opportunity for the Lightning if they could swing it the right way to where they could go out and make a big sort of, I guess, a blockbuster deal. Because, I, I mean, if you look at, and I, and I say this why, because if you look at new division rivals of ours, the Chicago Blackhawks, it looks like they're sort of <clears throat> venturing into the rebuilding mode. Uh, Jonathan well, Taves no is... Diving. Yeah, and Jonathan <laughs> Taves is out for the foreseeable future. Kirby Doc. Uh, Alex Nylander. He's toast. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I was saying on my show. Yeah, exactly. So I was saying if the Lightning could swing it and make it the money work, why not go out and get Patrick Kane? Can they why make the just, money work? Is that even is that even feasible? It, they're gonna have to do a lot of finagling. <laughs> they, I'm telling you, they're gonna literally you know, sign <laughs> Anthony Sorelli. It was like it was a whole thing. I, I think I think like included in the contract was like we can't give you that extra three million dollars, but here's a a year supply of Nestle Quick chocolate milk. Um, so I I just I I think that it's gonna be like I, I'm sure there's gonna be a deal be made with any other team. I, I mean, if Buffalo goes out and gets Patrick Kane, and then you have Eichel, Hall, and Kane possibly on the same line, that's gonna be a little scary. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't know that they'll make him available just because of the fact that he's like their only good player now. Well, I think but, they're at the I think they're at the point in time where they really need to they it's either you're in or you're out because you, you don't yeah. want to be how the lightning were uh, how they are now. Yes, they just won a cup, but they're in a really tight financial situation. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if you look at their minor league system, they got nobody, really. Nobody. I mean, they do have players that have a lot of upside, but we're talking years down the line. So, yeah. I mean, if they didn't win the cup last year, we're talking about possibly blowing it up. So, yeah. and and you really, or either maybe in the middle of the season, blowing it up if, it, if it's not working out, but really um, it, it's just a tough situation in terms of, you know, what this team is at um, in terms of money. I would love to see the Patrick Kane deal. Plus, I think you would love to, a change of scenery from being in the cold weather of Chicago, coming down to Tampa. I mean, give the guy a C, do. Why not give him one? Have him on Doc Talk. <laughs> Ethan, what do you got? Um, I was. This is this is a change up of topics, but talking about just the uh, similarities between the Red Wings roster and the Tampa Bay roster. Give me a second. Um, in your in their prime, would you rather have? Uh, a Valtteri Phil, no, forget in their prime. That's too easy. Right now, Valtteri Philpa or Adam Ernie, who would you rather have back on the Tampa Bay Lightning? Oof. To fill that fourth line spot somewhere. Do you like Adam Ernie? I think he's so boring. I've I've said it like three times this week. I just he's just the most boring guy ever to me. I'm like, I mean, I I if you look at the, <laughs> if you if you look at the Lightning's fourth liner. Uh, fourth line right now is projected to be Patrick Maroon, uh, Alex Volkov, and I believe uh, not Barkley. Go draw the top of my head. I can't think of the third guy. And uh, but I, I mean, it, it's I, I feel like any of those guys really <laughs> right now is just the same player. 
Um, you're yeah. just substituting yeah, yeah, the guy. Right. Yeah, they're, they're uh, the same player. Yeah. We have like 50 of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, you're <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think that uh, here's the thing. Coach Cooper, he's very Jekyll and Hyde with his fourth line because sometimes he'll, he'll heavily rely on them in a game. And then especially when the third line is gassed because he, he plays the third line like a second line because they start the game too. Yeah. Um, it, he, it's he doesn't play them enough to where it's like this is going to be an issue you know with, yeah. with the absence of yeah. Cedric yet. but I, I mean to answer your question Ethan I have I have no idea I mean it really we the three of us could roll out there as the fourth line and yeah, I think it, it would make almost amount the same of difference but we could like pull uh, our talents together like a space jam type deal where we all hold on to the stick and like transfer the power and no it'll just it will, what we'll do is it'll just be like Power Rangers we'll just turn into a Megazord and just like oh nice okay just be one line I just want to take a moment to talk about our another sponsor for today's show, and that is Built Bar. And Built Bar, if you don't know about them, it's the best tasting protein bar ever in the world, in this galaxy, this universe, this reality, or any other reality that has ever existed. Built Bar's got 18 amazing flavors, six new ones popping out uh, that they just came out with. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. You could lose or maintain weight in while eating this delicious treat bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great for the keto diet uh the official flavor of this show of locked on lightning is the toffee almond uh in my opinion the goat of built bar flavor so go on to builtbar.com use promo code locked on you'll get 20 percent off your next order use promo code locked on for 20 percent off at builtbar.com but I have a question for both of you guys, and we were talking about this a little bit before, and because I saw a rumor circulating a- around online saying that the, the Red Wings might make a deal for Jonas Kopasalo. Uh, my question to you guys is, why haven't you made that that deal yet? I don't know. <laughs> and I would love that deal. I, I kind of harped on it, like, as we were going, like, into the offseason draft, free agency period. Like, he was a guy that sounded like he was going to be available. I don't know if he ended up being available. Uh, but I, I I think it's kind of a no-brainer. Like, he's a really young, really, really good goaltender. You don't have really anybody in the pipeline that's been blowing anybody away, with the exception of Keith Petrozelli. You went out and got Jan Bednash in the draft this year. Who knows how that's going to work out? You got one year left of Bernier, ideally deal him at the deadline. Uh, And then two more years of Grice. So if you have Corpus and Grice, you leave Grice unprotected. They take him off your hands. Who cares? That's, that's good with me. I I don't see any downside to it. Yeah. I I, I don't know what Ethan thinks. When that, when that came up, it it was, I was very, I I was, I was more happy for the fact that you guys were in the talks. I was like, Oh, good for you. Stevie. Well, I think you guys, (laughs) Um, yeah, Ethan, what are you thinking about that? Uh, that I think really the only, the yeah, the only hang up is, is like, why would, as of right now, um, with where Columbus probably thinks they are, I mean, to have that one A and one B is phenomenal for them. So there could yeah. be them asking, saying like, it's going to take, it's going to cost money for you guys to get one of these guys, or it's going to cost, you know, valuable assets. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So that's, I think that's well, what I was I thinking, but I mean, that. with Seattle and the expansion draft, they're going to lose one of them. I mean, the whole sign for another two yeah. years. Yeah, that's the thing. So, and the the only the only loser I think that would come out of that is all the other teams in the division, because especially the Red Wings. <laughs> well, I, I mean, at the end of the day, look at it. He has the opportunity to to. Oh, he has the opportunity to be the the cornerstone yeah. goalie yeah, yeah. for 
a possible multi Stanley Cup team. And it's funny that you've mentioned the draft because I totally forgot to ask because last time we spoke was right before the draft. Yeah. Uh, how'd you how'd you guys like Lucas Raymond? How, how was Love that it. pick? I'm so big fan. I know you big fan. I, were you you guys were the more on the the Jake Sanderson uh, I believe train around that time, right? No, I was never like a full blown on the Jake Sanderson trade. We had profiled him a couple times, and I like you know it's it kind of tantalizing just thinking about it. <laughs> like Mo Sider and Jake Sanderson, one uh, you're on your top pair D like that. The thing is with Steve Eisenman, I mean, you probably know this. You're open to anything. Like you're like whatever. Uh, I I trust you. Your good talent evaluator, although his track record in the first round in Tampa wasn't fantastic. But I think when you're on, a, you got a top four pick, uh, and it's, I don't know. I, I liked what came out of it. Obviously, we just saw him at World Juniors. He looked really, really good. He's had a good start to the season over in the SHL, uh, and I love his playmaking. It's something that the Red Wings don't really, yeah, uh, have something we haven't seen in a long time. Well, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head because you guys got Wallander in the second second round, and I mean. Yeah, if you look at the track record in terms of the first round as a parent, as opposed to the later rounds in Tampa, I mean, he got some diamonds in the rough. I believe he got yeah. Kucherov and Point in the yeah. second and third round. So, I, I mean, I think and, – and, yeah, like you said, I think we were all in agreement that Stevie Y always has a hidden agenda to where he's 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 quietly moving the puzzle pieces mm-hmm. uh, to where he's eventually either going to trade you or you're going to be a very valuable asset and player to that franchise. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think if you guys make that trade for Corpus Allo, I think in my mind, and because I I don't think like the Central Division is going to be a thing next season, who knows. But <laughs> um, the thing is that to other teams in the division, that's going to kind of signal to us that, okay, Detroit's making moves as kind of how – everybody else was in the Met when Ottawa was making all those moves yeah. where it's like, Oh, these guys ain't, aren't playing around anymore. Yeah. Like they're ready to go. So I, I think like if you guys get Corpus Allo and then you have that money left over to make maybe a splash or two in free agency. Um, and if you could protect some valuable guys to, to the expansion, I mean, I think you guys, I spoke about with Chris on a uh, lockdown, Avalanche host on Locked on NHL, we were saying, you know, Ottawa and Detroit, if you guys, you guys are about, we think, two to three moves away, just with the level of young talent you mm-hmm. have. Three years, you're you're contending for at least the division on yeah. a yearly basis. That's basically the, that's right where we are, we're thinking too, as well, is just giving it another year or two for these young guys to get in here. And plus, dude, we're going to stink next year. So it was good that we got a top forward in a very top forward heavy draft early on yeah. and then next year or this coming off season, this draft is filled with great defensemen early and we're going to stink again. So yeah. we're going to get another great player there. And then that is going to start compounding into, Oh, Theodore Niederbach, Jonathan Berggren. That's yeah. what for. And barring, barring they, they redrop the, the Rangers ball back into the machine and the Rangers get the first overall pick. You guys might actually have a really good draft pick. And get first overall again. So. Well, no, because Chicago's going to be in the lottery, so they pretty much start yeah. the predetermined winners. Well, Chicago, if, if if Chicago's proven anything, when they try to tank, they overperform, and you know now they somehow ended up in the playoffs. Granted, that was kind of a different special situation. Yeah, they, but they had the NHL I, fix the the playoff formatting for them so they could. Get I, the I think. Market. I think. I think if you look at the other bad teams, um, you don't have to worry about like Seattle when they come in because they're going to be stacked. If we if. 
yeah. yeah. How Vegas looked like uh, when they first started. Uh, um, I think, I don't think Ottawa is going to be that bad where they're really going to make a play for the top three slots. I think Timmy Stutz is going to, he's a stud. I, I think he's going to be really, do you see him at world juniors, yeah. Ethan? You see, oh <laughs> man. It, oh my God. Him and Trevor Zegers. I cannot wait till those two are playing against each other yep. in the NHL. I feel um, so bad that Zegers is on Anaheim and like, that's, this is just what he has to be with. He just well, he has to go to Anaheim where nobody nobody gives a shit about hockey. Well, not, he, they, I mean, they had a great uh, they have a great culture in Anaheim. All yeah, things considered, six. Well, I mean, and they, up they're until also a couple years ago. I, well, they're I also bringing back those. I, I think they made a deal with Disney where they're going to start bringing back the, uh, Hell the yeah. Mighty Duck jerseys. I think if if, if Zegers, because I know he wears number nine. Maybe he works out a deal with Paul Korea. He and then he gets the extra, oh, extra long visor. Oh man! <laughs> I I just think that man. he just throw it all the way back. Um, and then him paired, him paired with Jamie Drysdale. Forget about it. Yeah. I mean, and and Josh Gibson could have a a resurgence at any point if he has some a couple of decent defenders in front of him. Um, we've seen it before. I mean, he could throw, he could pitch a shutout on any given night. I, I really do think Gibson's one of the top five. If he was on a great team in this league, he's so he's so good. Yeah, you put him, you put him on a team like Boston. He's he's winning the Vezina yeah. probably three times in a span of four years. <laughs> yeah, um, he's definitely putting up like Hasek type numbers. Um, but no, like like I going back to my point about like you guys, like you guys like aren't as far off as you really think you are. I just think that like just the culture um even the guys who might not be with this team in the future um they they want to win so they're going to inspire and and develop the players around them to to get better and be better and i I really think the culture there i mean who doesn't want to play in detroit yeah when they're good oh zach parise and ryan sewer for starters well zach parise ended up going to minnesota and we we had that talk before the recording about minnesota All right, before we wrap this up, any any last final predictions for the season within the Central? Um, Red Wings finishing second. Uh, is that kind of, you know, touching? I'm thinking, so obviously the top three are probably going to be Tampa. Um, I want to say. Carolina and Columbus uh, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, probably. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that. Dallas isn't a, a shirt, a shoe in. I think that, you know, it's very hard to kind of duplicate what they did last year, especially when, you know, it, we don't know how, when Tyler Sagan's going to be back. We don't know if Kadobin is a one hit wonder. Yeah. Um, we don't know how much left in the tank Jamie Ben has because up until last season, it looked like he was falling off the table. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that it's going to be a dogfight. I mean, we spoke before we recorded. I think either it could be Minnesota. I mean, who knows? It could even be you guys. It, it really is. <laughs> I think Minnesota, Minnesota ended up in the West. In the no, Honda in, West Division. Oh, they're the Honda West Division? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. The yeah, sponsorships for the Why don't divisions? we talk about that real quick? Why don't we talk about that real quick? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up on that. We'll wrap it yeah. up on that. Um. The new sponsorships. Let me look them up real quick because I, I have to actually relay 
Uh, I have I have not looked at these yet because I just didn't. I'm already I'm, I'm a little still upset about um, the whole having the advertisements on the helmets. Yeah, situation that, that didn't gonna... look good either. The mass the mass mutual NHL East division. <laughs> what is this? The Scotia the Scotia Bank North division. Is anybody surprised about that name? No, uh, I, I thought it was either going to be Rogers or Bell. I do love the uh, Honda Scotia. West division, though. That I is... just love how Honda is just the. Where else is Honda marketed? Answer me that question. Uh, isn't one? Of you the can't teams... answer that question. Aren't it's nowhere. <laughs> it's just aren't, the NHL. Aren't, aren't one of the arenas? Yeah, I was going to say um, the Honda Center. Honda Arena. Yeah, Honda Center. Anaheim. That's um, it. Anaheim. Yeah, the pond. The pond. Uh, uh, and then the Discover Central Division. So a little bit of credit card in there. You have to put the little... NHL in there. The Discover Wait, NHL. So, so does that mean for the Lightning that they're going to get uh, a really bad interest on all the contracts that they, they have on the books <laughs> this year? <laughs> Is that how it works? I think so. Something like that. It makes up for that uh, no state income tax, though. It's, uh, every, it's like goal, every, every goal, you get uh, 5% cash back. On, yeah. uh... <laughs> and I just want to thank Nolan and Ethan for uh... – for all getting us all together doing that was great i like i said at the top of the show i always love talking to those guys uh and we'll definitely have a follow-up and probably not just a follow-up but probably do some more segments here and there throughout the season since you know the, the lightning are really gonna they have a limited amount of uh teams that they're gonna be playing this year so uh like yeah uh it, it's gonna be an interesting it's definitely making for an interesting season uh different uh way as to how maybe some hockey fans including lightning fans maybe should Look at the season, uh, maybe a little bit with a grain of salt. Uh, like I said, uh, and I've said since they announced uh, how the schedule was going to go, it, it's it's not a marathon anymore. It's a sprint. So uh, right now at this point, uh, looking towards Wednesday, um, you know, you want to see the Lightning get off to a good start and see a lot of good things uh, come out of that win as well. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.